Come on. Ah. everybody welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of imsa's spirit of the race award you're tuned into the check engine podcast we are hosted on anchor.fm and we are streamed worldwide on all the platforms that you use to listen to your favorite podcasts my name is nick and joining me one final time in 2020 there you go. Are <laughs> my two? You like the qualification I put in there? Well, no, I was. I would. I thought you might just stop at one final time because I keep telling myself not to say that. Not like for the last time, but for the last time this year, Andrew, as you just heard, he's here, and Tristan is here as well. What's going on, guys? Mm, it's another long week on a Monday night. Ditto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to Monday. Remember, it's only been five days since Sunday. Mm. <laughs> I was actually just talking about that. One of my last meetings of today was with my manager, and he's like, hey, man, could we had a big presentation that we had to prepare for this morning. Like the two of us combined, it was like a three-and-a-half-hour presentation. Um, and we were given about a week to prepare. <laughs> so we, we worked a lot this weekend. He's like, man, I don't know about you, but he's like, I'm feeling pretty sleep-deprived. And he's like, I am just completely like zorked out already. And I'm like, I almost feel like I'm buzzed and I haven't had a drop of alcohol. It's just, I'm so out of it right now. There's something going on. I mean, uh, be- between Tristan and I both had uh, inexplicable major malfunctions at our jobs, not us personally, but things we had to deal with. And <laughs> I and- functioned. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, kind job. of a little bit. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Something's going on. So I, was, I don't know whatever's going on out there. I know about it. 2020 is going on. Yeah, Jesus. That's what's happening. Wind. Mostly wind. My problems have all been because of the air. Which is so I mean, weird. Yeah. <laughs> so odd. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, that's not what we're here to talk about. Andrew... How are we going to end our 2020 season? Uh, With that, this has been the Czech Weather Podcast. Thank you and goodbye. (laughs) We'll catch you next year, everyone. (laughs) Maybe the weather will be different or it'll be the same, and we'll find out in 2021. That's right. Uh, No, I mean, uh, what do we normally do? We'll do a little roundup of what we were right about, kind of talk about... um, I, I mean, I guess what we saw third hand uh, this year kind of in the world as we all cowered in fear in our homes and hopefully what we are thinking of for next year, what we think is going to happen, what could happen with race results and with cars and with the world. Will we be around to start this podcast up again in January? I mean, maybe. Let's find out. Let's find out together. Oh, so yeah, I hate that it, phrase. <laughs> let's find out together. Yeah. Why? Do a guy oh, it was one of those. 
It was one of those mandated work phrases for years. What? Really? Interesting. You couldn't say, like, I don't know. It'd be like, oh, let's find out together. Oh. Oh. Yeah, one of those. Uh, I mean, in in certain places, if the person I went there to, you know, work with said that to me, I'd be like, gross. No. No, well, like your, the your job, office. find out for me and tell me. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, whatever. This has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> no. So does, let's 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 dive into. This. Does anybody have any neat car news? Um, quick news updates. Anything like that before we go into our year in review? Um. Let's see here. Much like um, the weather next year may or may not be the same, and we'll find out. Uh, Elon Musk may or may not have COVID-19, and we'll find out, or we won't find out. That's news, right? Oh, really? Is it? I didn't yeah. hear about that, actually. Yeah, he, he apparently was raving about how, how not, like, not, like, not like good reviews, like <laughs> saying crazy words about the, the quality of the tests because one test he took was negative and one test he took was positive. Wow. And, this is, and it's all wrong. These tests are garbage. COVID-19 is, a, is, is such a hoax. I'm not going to show up for the SpaceX launch. Hashtag test sus. Isn't that a meme from from that game that people Sus like? Is yeah with the uh, with the Intel bunny suit guys. That immediately made it so far into the public consciousness that my manager said, "That's sus." What the hell is the name of that game, Tristan? Uh, Among us. Amongst us. Yes, right. No, Among us. Amongst us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> with the group by the way that's a uh, that game is a chinese plant um that is not <laughs> that is not a rumor that is not a myth is run by a chinese company is a game that was pushed uh primarily through two factors only ads in other games is one and youtube ads is the other so enjoy that i have no comment uh our next story Anyway, moving this is, on. This is one I saved uh, from ye- years ago. Years ago. <laughs> from weeks ago. exact moment. Um, yeah, no, from, from weeks ago that I think is definitely interesting, if not certainly misleading based off the you know headline here. Um, Nissan is going to uh, presumably lease RAV4s and put them in their dealerships for customers to do direct comparisons with. Really? Yeah. Sorry. Do, do what with they're, they're, they're some Nissan dealers or perhaps oh, even all. Sorry, I totally lost track of that sentence because I assumed that you said Toyota dealership. No, Nissan dealerships yep. will place <laughs> okay. Toyota. Never mind. Rav fours in their dealerships for customers to compare. Now, what I assume they're going to do is get the base models, obviously. You know, that would be, like, step one. However, not for nothing, RAV4, still the best-selling thing um, that has wheels. This could go... This is a really interesting tactic. It's really outside the box, but you had to pick the RAV... I mean, I guess if you... 
you know, shoot for the stars, man, like go after the RAV4, but this could go horribly wrong for you. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of could. I, I don't know if, <sighs> I mean, it, it, I guess, I guess the thing is there's no way to lose, right? It, on the surface, it seems like, Ooh, uh, they, they better be careful with what they do. But on the other hand, does it really matter? Is is anyone who goes to the dealership looking at the Nissan Rogue, right? It's the Rogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and liking the RAV4 more, they probably were just window shopping against the RAV4 in the first place because that's what everybody buys. That's that's what I was going to say is that the I think no one's going to like no one has this long-standing love of Nissan, I bet. Anyway, like they're just they're just comparison shopping because in this day and age we feel like we have to. The best thing that's going to happen is you're going to convert a Toyota customer. The worst thing that's going to happen is you lose a customer you probably didn't have anyway. I agree. It could be worse. I don't disagree with this behavior. I don't <laughs> either. I am really intrigued. I'm really really intrigued to see how this goes because that is such a. That's such an out of the box move. It's ballsy, I mean, no matter I mean, what. I mean, so ballsy. You I mean, Nick, give me credit for that. I mean, I mean, Nick. I mean, you know. Again, I don't. We don't like to talk too much about our real life jobs, but you know, for our employer, when the, when we announce new products, what's the number one thing that happens? We buy a bunch of competitor products and show them how much better ours are. Yep. So yeah, it but makes I'm sense at other levels anyway. It makes sense for other products, but I'm assuming that it's not like ju- their Nissan's. I mean, that's what commercials do, right? Like they try to throw shade at the competition. They're not just going to make like demo videos. Like this is actually, they're both sitting on the lot, drive them both Mr. And Mrs. Customer and make, make the determination on your own. That's a little bit different. Now, like when I was out in the sales field, I would do that. I actually got a sale with a guy because I, my product beat his in a, in a, in a race. Like he, he went home, like he came to my sales table. He's like, there's no way that your product will beat the one I got at my house. I'm like, how far away do you live? Go get it. (laughs) And Like, and he's like, well, what's the bet? I'm like, if, if I win, you buy my tool. And he's like, and if, and if I win, I'm like, buy you lunch. I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to buy it for you, <laughs> like, whatever. And so, I mean, I've, I've done it a couple of times in like controlled environments, I guess you'd say, but just to have them sitting on the lot and say, you go drive, make your own comparison. There's just so many variables. And like I said, you're, you're picking the top selling vehicle in the country. It's not like you're doing it against like the Honda equivalent or one of Ford's or one of GM's like you're going right to the top of the mountain and like, give us the audacious. Yeah. I guess. I mean, well, here's wins. Exactly. Exactly. But somewhat related to this. Have you guys noticed that Nissan has chosen the look for the cars going forward? And basically the look is them transplanting the face of the Ultima onto everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Have you like, seen how disturbing it looks? Of... <laughs> Sorry, go have ahead, you... Andrew. Have you seen how disturbing it looks on the frontier? 
yeah it's not great <laughs> oh god no i haven't <laughs> i gotta look at this up it's it's scary <laughs> i went ooh. <laughs> Let <laughs> me go. Well, because I, I saw it in the like a 2022 version, right? Yeah, 2022 version. I, I saw it in the way ah. they did it is like uh, you know ah. the hot thing is um, uh, planned leaks, right? So they have like an image of something else, and then like it's in a picture in the background and kayfabe type stuff. Yeah, not Man. cool. Kayfabe. Not, not cool. It's yeah. It's, yeah. it's well, I mean, it's like GM doing that or the Chevrolet brand doing that, that we're just going to slap the Camaro front end on everything too, regardless. And you know, I'm still not mad about that. I, I don't really hate there's the, things uh, that work and things that don't work. Yeah. I totally agree. It, I don't think it works, but that's neither here nor there. Doesn't have to, that's not relevant with this story, but it, it seems to be, I guess, besides the fact that it seems to be a trend that we're just going to take one front end and slap it on everything. But I think there are brands that try and there are brands that don't. And in this case, in Nissan's case, they just took the free transform tool in Photoshop and stretched it over the blank face. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yes, done. this this will do nicely. Ooh, this please. <laughs> I mean, it honestly does look like that. It looks horrible. Yeah, it may work for... For some of their others, but not for the Frontier. Oh my God! What does it look like on the? They're not doing it on the Titan, are they? Oh, I oh the, they totally will. They totally will. Oh my God! It's gonna be really funny. It's bad. Um, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so moving on from from that, I one thing I just want to talk about briefly because it's I tried to do some research on it and it was harder than I thought. Uh, a couple okay. days ago, um, Hyundai announced that they are moving to slash already use the NVIDIA Drive infotainment system, the, S the NVIDIA SOC, for all of their cars by 2022. So that's Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis. They're already using Drive in GV in the GV80 and the G80. So the reason why this is somewhat interesting is because Nvidia unlike a lot of companies who make SOCs systems on a chip mm -hmm. um also obviously do AI and self-driving. So the way that NVIDIA's system works is a little different. Basically, by buying into NVIDIA Drive, Hyundai gets access to like four or five different levels of involvement. It, it, kind, it kind of sounds like a pyramid scheme on the face of it when you explain it, simply because like, oh, you're in at level zero of NVIDIA Drive. Uh, <laughs> to to gain access to yeah to gain access to level one, you must pay this amount. And and what I what I tried to do is is come back with some more information about the whole system and what it could mean. But unfortunately, every single white paper is paywalled. 
every single fact sheet is paywalled. Everything is paywalled. If you don't buy Plan Zero of NVIDIA Drive, you get shit and fuck you. Which I'm not interested in buying it. You don't need to know about it. Go away. You know, I'm not against that, honestly. I think that, but I, I do think that it shows that perhaps what we see with Hyundai, their approach to things like building performance lines and the NCAR, or what they seem to be doing with their partnership with Rimac, where they're basically just having them build really powerful electric cars for them. I I think I see a future where Hyundai allows NVIDIA, their partnership with NVIDIA, to essentially build self-driving cars for them. So Hyundai's not going to invest in this technology on their own uh, because one of the things, the, the one thing I could learn about NVIDIA Drive and their SOCs is that it's functionally one core with a bunch of... Um, compatible parts listed. So for example, cameras and LIDARs, they have a support list and NVIDIA is such a huge brand. They put for companies who build those parts, they put source code out there for NVIDIA drive. And then the other companies build their parts to match drive. So there's very little other than the SOC that NVIDIA actually makes, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of like, Tristan, uh, traditional technology, right? It's like NVIDIA graphics cards. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. It's basically like every computer design where it's like, here's, here's your core, your processor and main board, plug a bunch of stuff into it, whatever you want to do with it. Right. And it's essentially on the other companies to create products hardware in this case that work with the nvidia core system which is fundamentally different from the way everybody else is developing this every other brand is developing the whole thing uber and uh, all those other companies that are doing self-driving cars they're building the whole thing the cameras their own system their own uh internal metrics i just think it's an interesting approach to Honestly, this approach is more believable to me than Google sending self-driving cars around three parking lots in LA. I buy this more because I don't believe a company can develop this whole chain of custody for self-driving cars. I don't buy it because you can break it down this way. And Nvidia has. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, there are some times, you know, where companies will decide, hey, we've seen how this works. We know how our software or whatever works. And they decide to make a hardware component. You know, Apple just, you know, Apple just did it. Mm -hmm. Um, But often how any other piece of technology works is like, hey, you know, like, like, take the iPhone. Hey, Corning, you make great glass. You know, Samsung and LG, you make great displays. You know, let's make all these parts work together and put together a product. Not like let's go from scratch and make every component in this, even if we're not good at it. Yeah, essentially Tesla versus the way actual car companies run. Yeah, use your use people who are experts in this to make 
your lidar you know if, if you're if you're nvidia or hyundai have you ever made lidar before probably not there are a lot of companies who have <laughs> maybe talk to them and buy a contract yeah and then you know nvidia with the graphics processing and the ai basically says hey you know what we have computers and you have cameras Maybe we can work together. I don't know. I think it's an interesting. <laughs> Maybe we can work out the deal. <laughs> I, I think it's in, that that will be an interesting one to watch because if, um, let's see, I'm trying to think here. If um, Honda, perhaps, or if who who isn't creating their own self driving car? I'm trying to think of big brands that would move towards this. Obviously, VW probably wouldn't. Maybe it's. Mercedes, maybe it's because Ford and I'm trying to think of companies that don't have it. I mean, Toyota may be one, you know, other companies with partnerships. Anyways, if you see brands, other brands moving towards NVIDIA, then there may be an indication that this is a system that can actually work. Yeah, maybe. I'm certainly excited to see where it goes how about that yeah for sure so in another um news story revolving around cars and tech bmw is offering subscription-based speed trap warnings now hooray (laughs) another way that they're gonna nickel and dime me to death you basically have to pay for ways right that's if you didn't want to pay for carplay so you can use ways for free here you can pay for just ways bmw wants to be ea so bad they 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 would love to stop making cars six months ago they would love that yeah it's it's crazy what they're doing am i am i the only one who thinks that i i honestly believe that if bmw could figure out a way to instantly transform their company into just making car loot boxes for tesla they would do it (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean they it's weird they've done they're doing the subscription services thing they've done this is i'm just trying to figure out how it all relates back because they've done the, the platform sharing with toyota and the Supra with the z and it's like what what else is going on at BMW, like where are they unhealthy that they need to, they feel like all this stuff is needed, you know, like what I haven't looked at BMW sales. I honestly don't care. So I didn't like look it up, but it's like, are they, do they foresee slumps somewhere that they need to start doing this kind of stuff to try to make up some gaps or I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think through it in my head and I'm not getting anywhere. Well, here's what I think. Uh, What I see is a company who... Let me take it back about 10 years. (laughs) This is going to sound weird. Gather around, kids. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Maybe it's because I was there in person. But I think if you look back at BMW, what BMW launched 
in like 2009-2010. That was the I-8. That was their hybrid electrification scheme. That was the revival of Mini as the cool urban brand that was priced affordably but had BMW luxury and performance. And since then, Mini has priced itself directly out of any market for the youth. Those cars are $60,000. No, they're not. But they are $50,000. That is a genuine actual number for a Mini. Um, I feel like no one has loved an M car in a very, very long time. And as much as everyone complained about the styling of those years... Ever since then, all people have done is complain about the styling even more. So what I think BMW sees is a company that makes very expensive cars that makes a ton of free money, essentially, from selling low-quality merch. Uh And I think BMW realizes that they can vary – that's the joke that we make – is because it's absolutely true. People who drive BMWs own BMW things because that's just what you do. Yep. And now they know that people will pay it. It's essentially the first that, that was like DLC, right? If we if we bring this back to video games, th- those were the DLC, the shirts, the mugs, the hats, the cologne, the shoes. Now they're stepping into loot boxes. That's shit that you should get for free, but they want you to pay for it because that's subscription based. That's the model now. That's that's how you get renewable income from suckers. And I think genuinely BMW regards their customers as suckers. Everyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with them. Like, normally, I'd be like, "Ah, hey, it's a little harsh," but the problem is, I- I've actually driven a few BMW products that are—they're not brand brand new, so I can't speak to like the last two or three years, maybe. But like, same generation, know, though. Yeah, you know, but same. Yeah, this like this current crop of BMWs, um, like they're just—it's like here's this car. And like it's a, it's fine. <laughs> like I remember, I remember driving um, when I was in high school. One of the other kids, their parents had a just a regular three series, and my parents always drove Audis, so I had a direct comparison between the two. And I was like, man, like this is like I love my Audi. Because it's got all-wheel drive, it's comfortable. I like the the engines in particular. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going for it. But like, you got in the BMW, you turn the key, the straight six snarled at you, and it was rear-wheel drive. It was squirrely, just a regular three series. And like, man, th- this is a car for people who drive cars. Mm-hmm. I had n- I have never felt that in any of the new ones. I feel like they've lost their way and they're still convincing, as you mentioned, you know, suckers that these are still, you know, the ultimate driving machine, even though they don't call themselves that anymore. Um, oh, I think they still like, do, don't they? 
Do they? I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a BMW commercial in a long time either, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like, why? They're still being sold something that BMWs just aren't anymore. They do call them ultimate driving machine, actually. They do. Okay, uh, so now they're yeah. just, so now they're liars. It's, also. yeah, right. No, it was on the, uh, I saw it on the Google uh, results page, but I don't. Nah, I don't see it anywhere on the website. Like it's it's not up at the top like it used to be back in the day. There you go. Yeah. So, but it's like you know, here's this you know, this company that is trying to sell you on being the ultimate driving machine. There is no excitement in these vehicles anymore. Like I know people, like a current coworker, traded in his X5 because he was more excited about getting in and not turning the key anymore, but pushing the button on a, a fifteen hundred Dodge Ram. Wow, Jesus! Like, sure, maybe there's you know something else going on there. Can't speak to you know his state of mind, but like <laughs> you know, you know, but. The fact that that's even the fact that those two things were even cross shopped should be upsetting for BMW. God, oh, one hundred percent. Sorry, I'm just here. I was here on the BMW website and I saw. I mean, maybe maybe this is going to be me making a an outrageously bold prediction here in about forty five seconds. But on the on the top, you know, they had the scroll, the the classic. Uh, scroll on the front page of bmw so it's you know like the electric car that looks super ugly and like the x5 super ugly the last one is a special edition oh god i don't even want to talk about this it's a special edition of the m4 competition oh god (laughs) and from what i understand they are seriously going to build and sell this vehicle and i think this this is exactly the indication of what bmw is right now it's the m4 competition x times kith do do you guys know what kith is i am not familiar it's a it's a brooklyn based uh new very new i think they've only oh right here kith has only been around since 2011 it's basically just a design Dude, he like makes shoes and and clothing, and um, God, their stuff is terrible. <laughs> anyway, terrible. It's just allegedly terrible. they're going to make this. It's an all blacked out M uh, M four competition. Uh, it has Kith on the roof. It says the word Kith. It has, but with the BMW colors. I see. Yeah, it has the word Kith around the BMW rondel. Um, God, I just, I just need to say this again, because this I am right about people who like BMW, BMW fucking hates you. They hate you so much. They want you to go away and never come back. All they want is to stop making cars. They just want to make t-shirts. Leave them alone. Stop buying their cars. They don't want you. They don't want your money. Buy their shirts. They don't want your car money. Ooh, shirt money. <laughs> oh, my. They hate you guys so The The back of this car is a Lexus from five years ago. They hate you. 
Oh, I'm mad. But Get if you're going to insist, but if you're going to insist on buying their cars, be ready to pay for all the features oh, yeah, on a monthly gonna, basis. You're going to pay $175,000 for a Kith, and it doesn't even come with the seats. Subscription. Yeah, if you don't pay it, they come and take your seats. That's right. Convenient. Now we're just spreading lies. But I don't still. care. I don't care. BMW hates their customers, and they don't want them to have seats. Actually, <laughs> there, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I did oh. it. I said it. All right, let's move off of the BMW topic. Um, anybody else have anything before we jump into our... Um, actual year in review no 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 all right then let's let's review our year and look into 2021 right after this break hey we're back folks and we're about to get into tonight's year in review but before we do we'd like to remind you how to get a hold of us if you do feel so inclined we have our very own website it's checkenginepodcast.com associated with that there is an email address which is inbox at checkenginepodcast.com we are also all over social media we're on all the major ones you can find us on facebook at check engine podcast andrew if they want to find us on twitter what should they search? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Check Engine Pod. Um, I'm trying to make the I'm trying to make a that bozied gif that I tweeted a meme. If everyone's just going to call him a robot for no reason, people are really bullying him online. It's pretty funny, but I think I think he might genuinely be hurt by it sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, what's the source of that? I th- I think. I think Brandon McAleer is the one who made it popular. Okay. Because that was just something that people would say, and I think now he tweets it at him like once a week. <laughs> just to keep it fresh. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Uh, Tristan, where can they find us if they want to find us on Instagram? Uh, you can. That would also be at Check Engine Pod. So I'll be it. there. Oh, I'll ahead. be there posting pictures um, when I am not delegated to inexpertly use the Twitter account. <laughs> and if there's anything to, there's just we don't go anywhere. I don't know. It's yeah. Now, it's about to. It's about now not to get anything like that, but it's about to get worse. I know. I'm going to be going fewer places soon. Ooh. Yep. But that's not what we're here to get into. So anyway, um, be sure to like, follow, share, post, DM, reach out how and when you can. You can ask us questions to answer on the air. Let us know what you like or dislike on what we're doing. Give us ideas for topics. Tell us what you want to see from us in 2021 or hear from us in 2021. Uh, Thanks in advance. Now, to get back to the show, this is our year-end wrap-up, year-end review, and we normally spend most of this time talking about how right we were on things. So, um, which, um, which topic that we were correct about, do we want to highlight first and bask in the glory of, I mean, for me, the victory lap that I'll be taking for the next several years is how right I was to ruthlessly and relentlessly mock everything Jim Hackett did at Ford. Yep. You saw it before anybody else seemed like. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Before before we go any farther, did um, 
any of you guys, uh, if you were watching football last Sunday, you probably saw Ford's uh, A Democrat Got Elected commercial. Did you see that? No, I was not watching TV. Uh, something to the effect of uh, we will continue to strive towards making our company green by electrifying our legends and, uh, you know. That there's there's a tone to these things that if you're paying attention, not even close attention, if you're just paying attention, you can pick out the way things change. Like the commercial didn't open with an American flag, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Uh, you know, I will say Subtle this: though, the the, um, the hybrid F one fifty does make my ears perk up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a chance for some I, of this stuff to actually work. Yeah, I think that that that's one of them. I think that could definitely work. So I'm interested to see how that goes. But anyway, continue, Andrew. Um, yeah. So I, I well, obviously, if we can remember back to Hackett coming in and viciously slashing the everything at Ford, everything that mattered, uh, and then for him to, I wonder to what extent he actually did he resign, retire, whatever terminology they used versus a gentle force out from the people, uh, from the board simply because he didn't do anything good. He did a lot of stuff that was bad. He did a lot of stuff that was neutral at best, but he didn't do anything that was positive. So I was right, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I they mean, can sit on that. You know. Yeah, you, you I mean, pretty much everything and it was really and that was from shit last year. Or was it last right. year? The long game. Yeah, long game. I, I will yeah. The force of our rightness transfers into this year. <laughs> I was gonna say that was that was our first season when they made that announcement, right? We had that was our emergency break. It episode. was, it was indeed, yes. So yeah, that was that one's been coming for a while. So you should en- enjoy this moment. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. It's great. Watch me. I'm enjoying it right now. <laughs> no, definitely, um, definitely right about Ford. Uh, what else were we right about? In a more recent, um, more recent turn of events, we were right about um, the Hummer EV. They did not make it one press conference with that thing. Nope. I was gonna say, that was something that we were proved right immediately. <laughs> yeah, that was like within two days of us airing that episode, we were like, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> So there was that. What else were we uh, right about? We already talked about BMW not wanting to be a car company anymore, and this hasn't been confirmed. Well, but every, th- everything that they're doing is still leaning that way. I think that More conjecture at this point, but strong conjecture. Definitely, it, it'll just take a little time to uh, you know to come around. Yeah, for sure. Um. Tristan, you gotta have some. I don't know. I was thinking about it. I I took the very conservative, you know, twenty twenty 
COVID-19 tack. I didn't make a lot of predictions, and I might have made my best prediction ever. Um, I you know, spent all of the luck on the uh, Volkswagen reimagining the Jetta call from a year or two ago. Mm, that was a good one. That was yep. a good one. Definitely. That was a good poll. Um, on the motorsport side of things, I think everybody was right about this, but I mean, we called Lewis Hamilton, which just got confirmed. Like we knew it was coming, but it was finally made official, uh, this past weekend tied Michael Schumacher with his seventh formula one world championship. So congrats to Lewis major achievement there and something that us and probably 99% of the racing world, all the pundits were correct about anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't really make us stand out. True. But that doesn't make it any less of an accomplishment. However, I did think that it was really funny that Hamilton's seventh was so viciously overshadowed post-race by Seb ending up on the podium. <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is, it's kind of backwards, right? Like, well, I, I, yeah, it's definitely backwards. And I kind of feel bad for Hamilton. Um, but then I'm kind of like, well, seven. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think Hamilton feels bad for Hamilton. I think he's <laughs> probably I think not. He's, I think he's feeling just fine today. Um, Absolutely. But no, I'll, I'll credit to him on winning the seventh and obviously having a, a black man equal the uh, all time championships from, well, F1, the biggest motorsport in the world. And as he said, after his, you know, his second, his uh, not acceptance speech, but I guess victory speech. Um, one of his biggest motivating factors, even when he was a kid watching racing, that he didn't see anyone that looked like him. And now billions of kids across trillions of kids across the planet see someone who looks like them at the top of the pinnacle of motorsport across the world. And, and that the impact of that absolutely should not be understated. It's super, super important. Yep. And it's not just at the pinnacle once. Like, right. He, he is the guy probably ever so i mean i mean that's <laughs> like, kind of the next thing right for for hamilton uh i mean where is he on all-time wins one exactly so he's all-time there he's i mean first, if, in, first in wins first in polls tied for first in championships so if he gets eight I mean, 100 wins. He could get to triple digit wins. I would lock down Hamilton for eight for next year. That's not a bold prediction. That's not a call it now. Yeah. Call it now. That's not a bold prediction at all. Now, if you want to add a little bit of spice to it, he hasn't renewed his contract with Mercedes, but I don't think he has anywhere else that he would want to go. I I thought that was at the end of next season. Was it end of next year? Am I speaking out of turn? Maybe. I thought, but I could be wrong. I've been known to be very wrong because I don't really pay attention to F1. So let me see here. Hamilton contracts. I could, you could be very right on that. But, and he also said in an interview um, that he doesn't see himself racing into his 40s like the people's champ Kimi Raikkonen. But the people's champ. <laughs> everybody loves Kimi, man. <laughs> 
And so he doesn't see himself racing into his 40s, but he did just say in one of his post-championship press junket stops that he does feel like, quote, I am just getting started. He said at 35, his, you know, his, his body feels great. He feels in shape. He feels energized. Like, basically, sorry, rest of F1 grid. He's not slowing down anytime soon. He's coming back, and he's going to keep crushing you. <laughs> right. Sorry, uh, uh, Wolf is talking about Total Wolf. Uh, said the six-time, no, seven-time champion's contract from 2021 and beyond. Mm. This is from F1's website. That is not helpful. Not conclusive. <laughs> not helpful. The suggestion well, there is that the 2021 season would include him. Right. That does that does lock down, lock him down for Mercedes at 2021, which in that case, yes, champion. We'll call it now. And they are, according to this article from four hours ago, their contract talks will start in days. So I think we can put that one to bed. Uh, let's lock in Hamilton for eight. Let's put him in for a possible ninth. <laughs> Definitely eight. Definitely eight. <laughs> well, depending Definitely on how long the contract So, okay, he's 35. He doesn't see himself racing into his 40s. They have one extra year until the the regulations and the, and the car specs get completely blown up. Right. So man, I want to shoot for shoot high and and just go for 10. Cause I feel like God. that's where he's, that's where I feel like that's where he's aiming. So he's got five years to get three more and then he can retire at 40. Can you imagine 10? Double-digit championships, triple-digit wins. Oh, my God. Just ridiculous. I mean, like, all right, to be be clear, if he gets eight, he's the best of all time in the sport. Oh, yeah. And, and then what we're doing at that point is uh, the semantics. Pet, I mean, that's well, yeah, cementing his position, making it harder for anybody to ever catch him. Well, here's the thing. Like everyone saw Michael Michael Schumacher's 91 wins, and was like, "No way, that's being broken in in my lifetime. Absolutely no way." And literally within 15 years, <laughs> it's the 7210 thing. It's it's shattered. So, um, I don't know. Like, basically, to sum it up, there, there's no stopping him. He can do whatever he wants for as long as he wants. And you, you use this, you hear this term a lot when people are talking about like football players, right? That video game numbers. Well, mm-hmm. he's, <laughs> he's putting up video game numbers in motorsports at the top of the top level, which is just, it's mind boggling. But not even, even beyond that, he's putting up video game numbers of championships, Video yeah. game numbers at the, in your in your Madden <laughs> franchise. If you get ten championships, you're like ah, but that could never happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like right. Yeah, it's it's always like kind of unbelievable, but your brain doesn't say like you know a zillion rushing yards a season or something is impossible. But then you go to like you know ten championships. Okay, this isn't realistic anymore. That's where your mind draws the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So we were right about, we were right about Lewis and, um, Andrew, as you, you put it best a few minutes ago, it's, it's significant in a whole number of ways outside of just the sport itself. So, um, monumental championship there. Um, I don't know if we were actually right about anything else from the motorsports side. Like we didn't, I don't actually think I called Dixon winning IndyCar this year. Mm. I just, I just, uh, I always, I thought it was going to be like a Rossi year. I think if I remember correctly, could be, but, um, you just know he's really good and he's always going to be in contention. He's like, he's going to have a say in it, even if he doesn't win it. So I like, I'm not going to go ahead and say we were right on Dixon, but, um, we weren't surprised. We'll say that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, and, um, I don't think we made any predictions on NASCAR, so it doesn't really matter. But, um, since we were last recording, congrats to chase Elliott. Um, I think, congratulations. I think this was probably since Dale Earnhardt. I don't know about, I'm guessing Jeff Gordon was most popular once or twice. At some point he had to be, I would think, but like, it's been a really long time. I think in any form of racing where the most popular driver, like the fan favorite actually won a championship. So the, the fact that chase who is kind of that guy, he kind of took that torch from, from Dale jr. When, when, when Earnhardt jr. Retired as like, the fan, the people's champ, as I used earlier, and actually become a real champ is uh, pretty cool. And he's only 24 years old. So he's got a long career ahead of him. And I don't know if you guys saw, like, the way he did it was pretty impressive, also. Um, you know, NASCAR has that crazy, stupid playoff system where it comes down it comes down to one it comes down to this one race and you just gotta you know you gotta get there but then it's four drivers whoever finishes best wins the championship despite all that you've done throughout the entire course of the year um and then chase's car failed pre-race tech inspection so while the other two the other three guys he was racing against started first second third he started last And he ended up coming from the back and winning the race, not just finishing ahead of his three championship rivals, but actually winning the whole damn thing. So that I didn't know. I knew, I knew he had won the championship. I like, I got the, the headline and like the kind of breakdown of his season, but I actually didn't know the race results. I didn't know he came from the back to actually win it. (laughs) So they, they were well because there's no qualifying that the, the 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 race formats this year changed due to covid so you just kind of show up and race and they line up normally like on points well since you know these were the top four left they were going to just line them up like a quote random draw but you know one through four and they were just going to start in the front so he actually drew first and then failed pre-race tech and had to go to the back and all four of them actually finished the race after 500, well, I think it was 500 kilometers, but after like 300 and some laps, one, two, three, four. And he went from the back to the front and won the whole thing. So <laughs> that's pretty impressive. That's, that's that pretty gritty. That's pretty gritty when the chips are down to go do it like that. So um, we, we didn't predict anything in NASCAR, but congrats to Chase. That was cool. Um 
I don't know if we're we're right about this. We didn't like go and predict anything here either, but coming on our show leads to a pretty good year in motorsports. Um it we does, saw it with, we, it? we saw we saw it with uh you know Aaron Tielitz was a guest with me at Road America. He went on to win the Sprint Cup championship in the IMSA WeatherTech series. And then um when we had Ryan and Sean from Dinner with Racers on, up until our show with them in August, um, Ryan and his co-driver Taylor Hagler had finished like 12th and 10th and 12th and 10th and, you know, just kind of <laughs> barely cracking the top 10. They were, they were kind of struggling out of the gates. And then immediately following our show, they went on a string of like fourth, fifth, second, fourth, seventh, fifth, fourth, fifth, <laughs> just all towards the sharp end. So we tweeted about it. He confirmed it. Ryan himself confirmed it. So any racers out there looking for maybe a boost to their results in 2021, let's talk. That's right. We, got, we got openings. We for, have for, openings. Just a little fee. <laughs> We're going to start charging people. <laughs> well, listen, the results are there. What do you want from me? Yeah, it's, I, we have the science. We have the stats to back it up now. The numbers speak for themselves. That's right. <laughs> do you want to improve your finishing position by an average of five or six places per race? Do you have an hour and a half? Great. <laughs> Boy, Check Engine Podcast is the place for you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh, it's cheap but it's fun anyway so let's see what else happened this year um well like obviously th- a special thanks again to the dinner with racers guys and aaron tealitz for coming on as guests um we had a great episode with our significant others that actually got us charted in our third country <laughs> So, um, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. That might've, that was probably the best episode we did this year. That was one of the best we've ever done. I would say totally agree out of the hundred and whatever. Oh, that's a thing that happened this year. We passed our 100 episode milestone that the century mark has. We hit the century mark, which shoot. I mean, I don't know about you guys. When we first started doing this, I wasn't thinking about a hundred episodes. I like, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on stopping anytime, but like, I just never, like, we're actually going to, we actually did a hundred episodes. There's some statistic about podcasts that go past a certain episode. And we're I in- found that, and I found that statistic when we crossed our hundredth episode and I was like, well, Wow. It's like, you know, it's like certain, it's like only like under 30% of podcasts make it past like 15 episodes or something. And then we hit a hundred and I was like, well, I don't worry about that one anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we we're, in, uh, we're in yeah. rarefied air there. So what other big stuff happened this year? Man, it seems like so long ago, you guys, we actually went to the Chicago auto show. That's Sorry. The... What's that? Oh, God. We did, we did what? We actually went to a thing in public. No, I would never do that. Foolishness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a super fun day. Tristan, you found your new car through. I did. I did. I it, was where my, it was where my new car and I met for the first time. That's right. Man, I, 
that's that's the thing, right? Of course, everything is is ruined essentially because while there is a lot of stuff that happened, we weren't involved in any of it in person. And uh, man, that makes it tough. Yeah, we stopped uh, recording in per- we haven't recorded in person, but once in seven months. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that. I really time. miss that. If we're talking, to, if we want to transition into what we're looking forward to in 2021 and it may not happen right away, but I just think we, we do so much better when we're recording in person. <laughs> I, I miss that a lot. Well, it's way easier too. It's way it's easier. easier. It's easier. But you know, that's, you know, looking back at 2020, I think that was a, I think we did have a breakthrough and it used to be, and in fans, you may remember, it's like, oh, hey, uh, no episodes this week. So-and-so is, you know, on vacation or whatever, um, you know, and because we didn't have a method to do this remotely. And now we do, and we know that it works. It's more fun, I think, in person. It's easier in person, but it works remotely. So, you know, I'm looking forward to no matter what comes in 2021, still being able to record i'd love for it to be i'd I'd love for it to be in person but it doesn't have to be and i I can still look forward to it are you saying that we're not going to get any weeks off no days (laughs) off the bill belichick chance (laughs) no i mean if you you know if you want to take a day off just just tell me but if it's like oh i want to record but i'm not going to be there not an answer anymore absolutely we've got (laughs) we've got a way around that now and it's the method that's proven over the course of this year so you are absolutely correct i just hope we don't have to do it as often is all i'm saying yeah for sure what um what what else do you guys want to see for 2021 whether it be just with with our podcast with the with the car world like what what else you guys looking forward to Um, I mean, I'm just looking forward to, well, if you guys uh, missed it on Twitter, uh, Hyundai laid out their whole N plan Mm -hmm. that includes, I want to say nine total cars with three being N lines and this, that, and third. I mean... I'm just so excited to see what they do because I actually think that they kind of get it with it being the thing that I specifically want and no one else. You mean they get you? Yeah, which <laughs> which is hugely beneficial to me. But also I feel like they're putting together a coherent plan to move forward regardless of what happens with, I mean, you hate to call it global happenstance, but, but I mean, it kind of is, right? You look at all of the American companies, you look at a lot of the German companies as well, who are just sort of letting cost ransack through all of their models, right? I mean, Ford has no cars that are affordable. GM has precious few cars that are affordable. And at some points, 
whether it's 2021 or later in 2021, someone's going to have to pay the bill for the country being more or less shut down for a calendar year. No matter what anybody tells you, that bill's a coming. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how this is going to look. I wonder how a a hundred and well, what was the cost of the uh, the expensive Hummer? A hundred and ten or a hundred and twenty for like well, the yeah, one? Yeah, that... I think it was it was starting like that, and they're going to drop the price later and cut it like at least yeah. a third. Then you got then you got a worse one for like seventy thousand. Yeah, I just feel like that's really going to look away when. Listen, we we the three of us lived through Cash for Clunkers 1.0. 2.0 is going to be fucking sick. I'm telling you, 2.0 is epic. going to be <laughs> is going to be extremely epic, and it's coming. Don't you worry, it's coming. That's a good point, Tristan. I'm looking forward to. Um... What I'm hoping is it's actually a corollary to Andrews. What I'm hoping is we start to see. I would almost call it like a like a pushback against Tesla, where it's like even you know their quote unquote you know affordable cars, you know it's like get them in one color and whatever else, and you know the build quality is demonstrably crap um, in a lot of these cars. Um, I feel like they finally got the Model S squared away, but like everything else, you know, the three, the X and the Y, the X is getting better. But like, you know, certainly a lot of them, it's like, oh, yeah, the glass just breaks when it's sitting in the garage or you drive it in the rain and you actually, despite not having a convertible, get to experience the joys of the elements um, inside your car. Um, like, Like that kind of thing, like... I, I really am hoping and looking forward to potentially the you know pushback from the rest of the auto industry. Um, you know, Hyundai working with you know working with Rimac, um, Honestly, as much as they haven't sold, I, I look forward to some of the stuff that Chevy's doing with electric mm-hmm. cars. You know, becoming mainstream. Um, even if it's not something that I want to purchase yet because I'm not sold on batteries, I like electric cars. Um, and I think that, you know, from a very selfish point of view, I really don't feel that Tesla should be, or is the best standard bearer for the electric car. And I, I look forward to, you know, kind of what you said, Andrew, all these cars are too expensive, and I'm I'm hoping, looking forward to slash hoping for kind of a democratization of the electric car because mm-hmm. I think it'll be I think it'll be a good thing for you know testing production you know working on you know refining process that kind of thing and I'm interested in that personally so we'll see. Yeah, that's like a good that. one too. I I think I'll I'll take one step kind of to piggyback onto that. I'm really looking forward to, and this came from an article that I think I just posted on Facebook today or yesterday. Um, 
that the Toyota Mirai, the hydrogen fuel cell car, is going on sale in the U.S. in December. So I'm looking forward to see what other hydrogen fuel cell type announcements are going to come in the next 12 months. I feel like, you know, there's, this is kind of a moving target. There's not really a baseline besides like the original Mirai Mm -hmm. that Toyota made, but Toyota doesn't give you any reason to believe that they're going to do it wrong. (laughs) So yeah, because like, it's kind of, niche about you know who who it's for but there i haven't read any reviews about it saying that it's done badly right and toyota's kind of old reliable in that sense right they they don't do stuff like there's not a lot of crazy stuff they come out with there's not a lot of you know there's there's not a ton of stuff that really gives you like a wow factor but there's not a ton of stuff that's really bad either so I feel like, you know, if, if the Mirai sees some success, it's almost like, you know, the tip of the iceberg, what's laying underneath the surface. I feel like there's a lot, I mean, we saw, what was it? Hyundai's booth at the Chicago auto show had a big, a whole portion of their booth was set up with, with hydrogen technology being featured. Right. So, you know, other people are working on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see how the Mirai actually performs, how, what the reviews are, how it handles like the day-to-day life, everyday driving, and what announcements or who's gonna who's gonna be the next up because we've said it ad nauseum on this show, like the electric, like the Teslas are kind of a stopgap. The much better long-term alternative solution is something like hydrogen. So yeah, batteries, like, batteries are a, are a stopgap, yep, you know, right, hydrogen, right, yeah. fu- you know, hydrogen fuel cells, making electricity capacitors, holding electricity. That's where this ends up for now. Right. I, I, I'm going to call that one for, if we're still doing this and, you know, on our 1200th episode, um, I'll get to call back to this one and say, I was right. And there's no one I think <laughs> Ten that's years. Gonna, yeah, right. There's no one I think that's gonna disagree with you though. Like right. we all agree and this is kind of exciting because this is the first one that's really co- like being commercialized and like this. So this this is the potentially the major tipping point where you know we're gonna see this trending up a lot more aggressively. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of that through the next 12 months. Definitely. And if you just yeah, look at the, specs of the car, I mean, 180 horsepower. Okay. But, um, 221 pound feet of torque, 528 miles of range. That's nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, like how long does it what? take to fill a tank with hydrogen if you can find it right now? But still, <laughs> how long does it take you to fill it? Is that a rhetorical question, or do you actually know the answer? Because I don't. Oh, maybe a little both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually don't necessarily know the answer to that, but I don't think it's much longer than filling an actual gas tank. It's not ours. Right, exactly. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going for, you know. But so if I, I don't, that, that outpaces the Teslas. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, clearly. By a lot. So, you know, yeah, let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. Uh, what else are we looking forward to next year? Um, anything else car related or motorsports related before we dive into like what we actually want to see with the podcast? Um, I, man, I, I kind of, th- this year was the best argument I've seen for why I should start watching NASCAR. And for a while I did, but honestly, the championship thing kind of sucks. Yeah. Kind of sucks, but it, it kind of does at the same time. I don't know. Uh, NASCAR, the sport itself made the, made the biggest ever push for my attention in my lifetime. They, yeah. yep. They knocked off the shit and I can't give them enough credit for that because now every time I see something coming from NASCAR, every time I see something involving a NASCAR driver, it's like, Oh, you know what? I should really get in on this. It's no longer something to actively avoid and get annoyed seeing on my Twitter feed because it happens to be car racing. There's something there now. That's that's a very good point. And I think, you know, NASCAR is nothing if not willing to try new things. So some of them are clunkers. We've said this before. Some of them are really good ideas and they completely blew up the schedule for next year. Again, um, you know, they're going back to, they're going back to Nashville for the first time in like 10 years, not just with their feeder series, but with the cup cars, they're bringing the cup series up to road America, our neck of the woods. So we saw Xfinity there a few years ago. Now it's a double header with Xfinity and cup. That um, could be awesome. That's really, really cool. Um, you know, cause you know, we've seen IndyCar and we go to IMSA, well, outside of this year, we try to go every, every year, obviously, and it's great fun, but as, as big of crowds as you see at both of those two events, like it's gonna be peanuts compared to what NASCAR can draw. So this is good for the area. It's good for, um, you know, road America, local businesses, all that good stuff. So it's, it's great that they were, were able to land the cup series. Um, they're racing on dirt next year. Like they're, they're, they're throwing a lot of ideas out there to try to draw interest. They're doing like, it's a motorsports problem, not just an indie car or a road racing problem that they're losing fans and fan bases are getting older and pe- younger generations just aren't as interested. NASCAR seems to be the only one really doing something about it and trying things <laughs> to alleviate that. So I've got to give them credit there. Absolutely. I mean, I also not for nothing. I there's something that feels very right about NASCAR IndyCar doubleheaders, and I know that that was a COVID uh, convenience, for lack of a better term. But they are doing it again, and they should keep <laughs> just right on doing that. Just keep that. Yeah, just keep I that agree. going. I think the double. I think the doubleheader thing. Period. Just to give fans a bang for the buck. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's part of it is like, you know, I know that they have weekends, you know, but I feel like even with some of these weekends are like, oh, it's cup and Xfinity. And it's like, you don't cram as much into a weekend 
with IndyCar or NASCAR, I feel, as you do with like an IMSA weekend, where it's like from Friday sat- to all the way through Saturday and Sunday, there's at least like three races a day. Um, and, and and all the fan interaction and everything else. I feel like that ticket, although, you know, as you know, we're happy to lament the fact that IMSA is not as appreciated as it should be, etc. I, I do feel like those tickets are still worth it. Like totally. I'll pay, you, but you'll end up paying the same or more for a NASCAR or IndyCar weekend that doesn't have as much in it. And I feel like that—that's people doing things like double headers. You know, Nick, that's someone doing something about losing fans. It's like, well, maybe kind of like the car thing. We're gonna see, you know, you know, after a you know worldwide economic mm, troubling time this last year, mm-hmm. you know. It's like maybe you should make some concessions to selling more, f- less expensive tickets, than fewer, more expensive tickets. So. Well, yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. I think just to touch on a couple of things you said there. One, um, IndyCar, it, like it depends on where you go because they do have feeder series also, and in a normal year when they come to Road America, you have all three feeder series that each do two races in a weekend, plus their qualifying in practice, plus the big show. So, but road America has a ton of room. Like when IndyCar goes and does a street race, you can't fit everybody. Or when IndyCar goes and does an oval race, you just, there's physically not enough space to pack all the teams in there. So it depends on where you go. IMSA does a great job at it. When I was saying double headers, like I'm not even talking about like NASCAR IndyCar. This year it was COVID related, but Road America had a doubleheader. Um, I think Mid Ohio had one. I think Gateway, the Oval, had one. And that was just, hey, we want to get as many races in this year as we can, and we don't know how the schedule is going to go. So it was a necessity. Um, but I even think that that works. Like, why can't, and I, you can hear it from the promoters saying, you know, the, the expenses to run the weekend, are we going to get the ticket, you know, to recoup it and blah, blah, blah. And this year was everybody was doing everybody else favors and not really making any money anyway. Um, but why not have IndyCar run Saturday and Sunday at Road America? Why not have like, or mid Ohio or Watkins Glen or something like that? You know, it, it, it just makes sense. They're there anyway. <laughs> you know, it's not like they have to pack yeah. up travel. Um, yeah, run two actual races. Just run two actual races. And then the fans get more for their money. Um, you know, maybe, you know, how many of those people that are coming in, even for IMSA weekend, you guys, are coming in for Sunday only? Like, the crowd's always bigger on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what if... What if you have a race on Saturday, too? How many more people are going to come for both days? And now you get more concessions sales and beer sales and merchandising sales. And like, I feel like for whatever expenses, you know, for, you know, paramedics and the, the flight helicopter and the track crews and all that kind of stuff for all those expenses, like you can make it up through your portion of the, of the gate and the, the merch sales and stuff. Like, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal from someone sitting here on the outside and not seeing like everybody's balance sheet. <laughs> but, yeah. And those are there anyway for those are there anyway for a lot of 
you know, a lot of the, a lot of these races or series that have feeder races. Yeah, you get them for the weekend anyhow. <laughs> yeah. So, plus, you know, maybe that looks a little more appealing too when you're talking to a sponsor. Where you know, if, if I'm IMSA, now granted, IMSA has a lot of endurance races, so they get a ton of track time anyway. So maybe again, we'll go back to IndyCar as an example. You know, NASCAR when you're talking to a sponsor, hey, you're on TV 36 times a year. IndyCar, you're on TV 17 times a year. Well, what if you do a, throw a few double header weekends in there? Is it an easier sell to go to a potential corporate partner and say, okay, now it's 25 times a year? It's 16 or 17 weekends, but it's 25. But it's this many TV slots. It's the 25 TV slots. It's 25 races that you can sell tickets to and get people coming to your activation booth. Um, you know, I, I think that, that that could be a huge value add. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That was like incredibly detailed yet succinct, and I completely agree. So hope more double headers, please. Yeah. Um, what do we want to see for this show? Let's wrap it up with that. We're at about an hour 20. So what do we want to see? for the podcast going into next year. I want to see for the show. Uh, I, I want to bring more people on. I want to, I want to tighten everything up. I want to make this more professional, but not lose the soul. Just make it tighter and easier to listen to. Um, I agree big time with that. Um, yeah. I, I think this year is presented obviously a ton of challenges for everybody. Right. And I think, we definitely have the ability to do it. We've done it plenty of times before, but I think our minds have just been elsewhere so many times this year <laughs> um, with everything else that's happening. Um, it's been I a think, mentally busy year. Yes. And I think we have a, you know, that's kind of a low hanging fruit for us. Like, yes, we, if we can really make this a tighter, um, a tighter show and that's just, Let's prep a little more. Let's do a little bit more research. Let's have a little more planning before we turn the mics on. Like that stuff should be pretty easy. Yeah. I think I hope <laughs> it I sounds like easy. To, it, yeah. I guess easier said than done. Right. But I would like to see also from my end, I would like to see us try to f find a way to consistently utilize more platforms. Mm -hmm. Like, can we, even if it is, um, you know, we're still doing virtual or like, you know, distanced shows like this. Can we make it like a zoom thing and, and at least have it filmed and, you know, like throw it up on YouTube. Or if we do get back together, can we record for YouTube or do like a live stream on Twitch or, you know, just find trying to find some way to expand our reach that way. Um, and just get in front of more people more often. Yeah, that'd be great. Again, I it would, comes down to we're, we're, <laughs> this isn't what we do for a living. So can we find the time to make it happen? But that's something that's on my wish list. Definitely. I, I, I mean, it's hard to say this because, you know, if you do special episodes more often then they're not special anymore, right. but <laughs> I like those. <laughs> they always turn out so good. <laughs> I think we need to try to find a way to get more guests. That's like those can be true. special ep episodes too. 
That's yeah, that good. that that often makes it special. <laughs> yeah. Tristan, anything on your end that like sticks out that hope we can get to? Something I I, I liked a couple times we did this season, and um, yeah, I feel like it was really really heavy on it our first season um, because it was kind of what we had when we started. Um, we didn't have a lot of the, you know, idea preparation and, you know, experience doing this kind of thing. Um, but I really like the episodes that kind of focus on uh, us. I mean, I guess I mean, that's kind of, I think where, at least I know for some of our fans, the, the appeal is like, yeah, we, we have opinions and we always voice them, um, you know, about news items and, and stuff like that. And it's fun comparing those opinions with you know guests and things like that. But, um, I like the episodes that kind of give more insight into us, um, mm-hmm. especially the episodes that give insight into, um, kind of what we think of each other. Um, the, you know, the, uh, you know, not my, you know, not my brother's keeper kind of thing. Um, or sleeper. I mean, I, I took the regular, took the regular phrase. She, there. she did the real um, one. Yeah. Um, you know, my brother's sleeper, um, where it's like, we choose things for each other. Are- um, you know, that kind of thing, like the interaction within the group, is a big draw for a lot of people. And I want to see more of those episodes. And I know that part of Nick, what you were talking about where it's like, you know, this year has been very mentally busy. Um, you know, that goes a long way towards limiting how much brain power we have to do those kind of episodes. But, um, hopefully if, you know, things change and we, we have more time in our, in our minds to do those kind of things. I'd like to see more of those for sure. Yeah, uh, it's uh, getting back to planning, planning content. Yeah, just leave it right at that. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's been mostly me in the past, but man, it has been one fucking. Well, I think we can for that mental exercise. I think we can all step up and try to help out there where we can too. We don't just need to leave it on you to plan the direction of every single episode. It also it, gets yeah. harder when. Yeah. See, the thing is about the, the pre-planning, um, it, you get stuck in this loop where you get a bunch of really interesting ideas at once. Right. And then you mm-hmm. just want to do them all. But obviously you can't do that because then you got nothing. Then you got nothing left. So spread them out. yeah, yeah. Stuff. So I feel like we can come up with that. Like we could sit down and create almost like a, a cadence, type of thing where we can kind of preserve those ideas. So like to Tristan's point, we can do, you know, story time episodes once every five. Right. And maybe we do the, the show and tell or the um, just talk about whatever open session once every three or, you know, and just kind of like, so, and we can almost provide people with like a cadence. So like they know what's coming once they get used to it. Um, and then that Andrew, if you have a slew of good ideas, now we can just pick, okay, well, we can't do that this week because of this or that. And now you can spread them out as you come up with them in bunches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, I often wonder about it cause I actually don't know of any podcasts that have like regular, uh, type of episode planning like that. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. 
Does anyone um, yeah. does anyone have one like we, that? I listen to no, one. I don't. I listen to one. I don't listen to it religiously. Um, they actually post. Is it twice or three times a week? Whoa! Um, and they're up to like five hundred and. 87 oh, episodes no i'm, I'm a, a total idiot of course i i listen to there are a bunch of not a bunch of but several sports podcasts i listen to that are M- mondays podcast is one thing yeah and uh the you know the later in the week one is another yeah duh why didn't i think of that um, there I, you listen go. To, I listen to it's um everyday driver and from time to time and they have it where it's like they do themes. They don't do it as often as I just suggested. And my numbers don't need to be final. It was just for argument's sake. But like, um, I think it's like they do every 25. So every 25th, 125, 225 is a certain type of episode. Every 50 and every 75 are certain episodes. And some of them are like, okay, so every 25, we're only going to do audience questions. Every 75, we're only going to do audience questions and they can't be car related just to give us a break from doing car related stuff. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, so stuff like that. And so it's, it's I think not that's off. what it, I think that's what it boils down to is, you know, we can sit here and have our, you know, on air, conference call about how we want to plan next season if we want to but uh but i think what it comes down to is what do what do you what do you guys want absolutely out there fan folks definitely true we have what all, do you listen to what are your favorites we have all winter to uh send us your suggestions we have the inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. you can hit us up on the socials what do you want to see from us what do you want to hear from us um, what episode structures do you like? What ones do you want us to throw out? Um, it's kind of for us, this is a selfish, it's a passion project for us, but it's ultimately for the listeners too. So we want to make sure that you guys are as entertained as we are. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes I do worry about that. I'm entertaining myself more than anyone else, <laughs> <laughs> which has value. So, <laughs> There's some value it's not there. Meaningless, I guess. but is it valuable to others? <laughs> that's the so, question. Um, yeah, that's a very good point, Tristan. Thanks for bringing it back around. Um, what do you guys want to see out there? What, what do you want? Tell us. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want from us? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, walked us really nicely into a good little season conclusion here. Absolutely commence outro for the last time in 2020 yeah i think so all right then well thanks for sticking with us today everyone thanks for sticking with us throughout this year everybody uh we appreciate you listening we hit the 100 episode milestone this year and we couldn't have done it without all of your support so we appreciate you listening we don't want you just to listen we want to interact with you We mentioned how to find us online. As you're listening to us on whatever streaming platform, uh, go ahead and leave us a review, preferably a good one. Um, Helps us with that algorithm. Also, uh, hit that subscribe button if you get a chance. It's free. It takes only a second to do, and you just get notified of any new content we put out. And the next one's going to be our season four premiere in 2021. You're going to want to know when that comes out. Wait, season four? Yeah. Whoa. 
How about yep. that? Huh? Oh my God. <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're really into what we're doing and you want to support this podcast, uh, monetarily, thank you. And you have two options to do so. You can go to patreon.com slash check engine podcast, or right at our homepage there near the logo at the top on anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. There is a support button. Um, you can click there to get started as well. Every cent donated is put toward making this podcast a better experience for you, the listener, and none of it goes back to our personal pockets. As we just mentioned, this is a passion project for us. We're not doing this for the money, uh, but we just want to make it a better experience for everybody else. So again, thank you in advance there. Before we get out of here for the year, who or what are we giving that last shout out to gentlemen? I mean, listeners, supporters, family members, pretty much anyone who's not us. <laughs> yeah, family members, guests, visitors, supporters, people um, who follow us on social media. People who listened from Dinner with Racers and hated it. I especially would like to thank you guys. Yeah. Specific thanks. shout out. Thanks, thanks for your opinions there, DWR fans. If you listened from DWR and you liked us, I'd like to thank you even more. That is true. I always forget them. <laughs> Such a big chip on your shoulder, Andrew. Damn it. No, but... like thank you, but I forget about you. He doesn't, guys. He just forgets about lots of stuff. <laughs> no, I, I, I do kind of forget, though, because um, I don't know. It's just who are it's like uh, who are they versus who are we thing right like massively successful podcast uh famous people hosting it an actual honest to god uh tv show attached to it and then they were somehow uh through the myriad chances of fate here on this little podcast and it still just blows my mind every single time i think about it yep and we were talking about this before the mics went hot. Um, we've like being able to keep in touch with those guys too. They're still like incredibly accommodating. It feels so weird. And it feels so weird that they're taking the time for little old us, but, um, they were super cool. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, th- uh, yes, yeah, same thing for me. Thanks to like them, Aaron, other guests we've had our significant others, listeners, family, friends, anybody who is, you know, tuned in even for a little bit. You might have just hopped on for five minutes and hopped off. It doesn't matter. You took the time to check us out. Um, that is appreciated beyond anything we could say here. So um, we thank you for your support. Um, we love hearing from you. We love recording this for you. And we cannot wait to speak to you again in 2021. Until then, have a safe, as safe as you can get, as happy as you can have, holiday season. Take care, everyone.